Good morning, good morning, friends. This is the Ben Checkman Podcast. My name is Binyam. I am your host on this podcast. I'm a life recalibrator, helping others recalibrate their past so they can rewrite amazing futures. This is the podcast where we get together to uh, grow, primarily to grow together, um, because uh, growth is a good thing to see, isn't it? And growth is better experienced, I argue, in the context of community. When we are uh, not on our own. Good morning, my dear Ollie. It's, uh, it works better when we're not growing on our own, but when we have others alongside cheering us on and when we're also cheering them on, we're encouraged and inspired by seeing the growth of others and that kind of pushes us in our own ventures. And I would say when we attempt to do it on our own, it can be a lot more discouraging because there are challenging seasons that come along the way that need to be calibrated for. And in those challenging seasons, uh, it's not always so easy, is it? It's not always easy to be able to say, hey, here's the ideal. So it's K-Man, my man. How are you? Nice to see you. So there are three key pillars that we focus here on this podcast, the Ben Checking In Podcast. Number one, awareness. Awareness of ourselves and how we're... Um, how we're changing over time, you know, because we don't stay the same. We don't stay static in one spot and saying, hey, this is how always going to be. I know once upon a time I was very, how can I say, I was very um, locked into that kind of a forecast that said, here's the way I am, here's the way I see the world, here's the way I'm going to be for the rest of my life. And that wasn't really a realistic um, expectation, I feel now, as opposed to me now being able to say, hey, what does it look like to keep up with me as I change over time and to be aware of those changes, which is really important, right? Second, the kindness piece. The kindness piece that says, in the midst of the change over life, how can we grow to be amazing specimens? And then finally, the happiness piece. And that one here looks like experiencing happiness in a really tangible, meaningful way while accounting for all the other necessary and um, and important emotions that may not be as comfortable. Friends, this is the 87th episode of the Ben Checking In Podcast. Good morning, Julian. came in. I am doing pretty well, pretty well, um, in a season of transition, uh, which is, it always takes getting used to for me because I do not like change. And so when change comes uh, in my horizon, I must, <laughs> I must eat my words and um, face it, embrace it, calibrate for it, and yeah, move on. Good morning from Aversford Aviation. How are you? Nice to see you on here. Thanks for joining on for a bit this morning. So the 87th episode of the Bin Checking Podcast, friends, if you are new here, here's what we usually do. We look at self-reflecting questions. And I analyze this question saying, here's the merits of this question. Here's why I think we should give the time to these questions. And then I go ahead and answer them for myself while also encouraging it to do the same. K-Man says, a year ago, there used to be the depressing COVID lockdown lives. Oh, I remember those, K-Man. And you're over in Ontario, in Toronto, I believe. And uh, that was like ground zero for... Um, all the lockdowns that of, of an extreme nature, right? Like you guys were literally locked down. Here in Alberta, I don't think we actually ever had a proper no, uh, lockdown the way you guys did. So yeah, I don't think you're in that season anymore, right, K-Man? Like you guys are, like life is going on now for you guys. Is that right? I haven't kept track of the news uh, on that side of the country yet, but I totally remember those, the, those times. And um, yeah, can we just take a moment of gratitude friends as we're listening wherever we are 
And I think we can all kind of participate in this because all, we had stay-at-home orders too. We had stay at Yeah, I remember that came in, but you don't have those anymore, do you? I want us to take just a moment and reflect on where we once were. Where we once were by way of, here's how we were locked into circumstances beyond our control. Um, and I, I guess in some sense, we can say we've survived that season, right? Uh, we've survived some pretty, like all of us were in the midst of it. K-Man says over there, I just have a feeling that they're going to bring it back. Gotcha. So it's kind of like looming. Uh, yeah. Needless to say, um, even in this moment here, let's just take a moment and say, we've come through some really, really crappy stuff collectively together, right? We've seen some things uh, taken away from us that we really appreciate and thrive off of, and we've had to like sort of survive. We have, we've, we've had to survive through this context. So uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we're where we're presently at, uh, here we are sitting, having the time to listen to a podcast. That's saying something by way of the time that we can give to doing something like this that our needs are met for. So those are some things. Um, some of the other things I was thinking about are the ways we've had to grow over the past year, right? When we have things taken away that, you know, we really benefited from and thrive, we had to adapt. And so that's something else. I heard Alberta and Saskatchewan's cases are on the rise. They totally are on the rise. Yes, they're on the rise. Um, yeah, I get an email every morning that shows kind of like the, the numbers. And I think we're up to like 6,000 cases that are active right now. And so it's definitely um, a concern here still. So uh, they are unrolling the vaccine passports um, attempt, you know, to try and help uh, get everyone on the same page so you can still go out so you can't attend like bars or establishments like restaurants unless you have that um, in check and so there is that so it is a yeah it's still an uncertain season came in but a moment of gratitude that we are here where we're at that's something worthwhile reflecting on together that we've made it this far so yay and yet um, how can we still encourage and support each other going forward right that's a, a really important part Friends, I haven't even touched on today's self-reflection question of the day. Today, we are talking about the question, and this is, this may sound like an awkward question, but I think it's one that we should talk about a little bit. This is a question in the uh, in the um, well-being category. How can we look after our well-being? The question, this whole situation is so blown out of proportion. This came in. Um, the question, what did you do before Uber? Oh, okay. So what did I do before Uber? I was teaching English. I was teaching English to students in China. Um, there's companies there that hire teachers like me over here, and we teach them uh, through the internet platform. Um, and so that's what I did before I... Uh, started driving for Uber. Where are you from? Originally, I'm from Ethiopia. Uh, I grew up in Kenya for a bit before I moved to Canada on the West Coast, and that's where I grew up. And now I live in Calgary, Alberta, where you can see the beautiful city skyline behind me there. That's the Calgary Tower over yonder there. I don't know if you guys can see it on Instagram, just behind my head. There it is. And of course, on the YouTube, you guys can see it there too. So that's what I used to do, where I used to come from, a little bit about me. And today's question. <laughs> You'll learn more about me in the course of answering today's question. Today's question asks, how can you love yourself more? Simple question, uh, a more profound answer, I would say. Simple question and a profound answer. How can you love yourself more? Most of you know that I am in the series of questions that I found more challenging to answer in the list of questions I've been working through for the last four or five months. 
And so we are nearing the end of that list. And as I near the end of that list, friends, let me tell you how I feel about the last questions. For my part, I am sort of, um, hmm, how can I say this? I am very, I'm not reticent. I find these last questions that I've been answering lately the challenging questions. I have had difficulty looking and analyzing these questions and saying, oh man, how am I going to answer this question? This is an uncomfortable question for me to answer. And I'll share with you some of my discomfort as I go through and saying, here's why I struggled with this question. But I found as I apply myself to the discipline of answering these questions, that it turns out I also grow. I grow and make some discoveries above myself. And I say, oh, I guess that's important for me. Noted. Now I understand, right? And so that's part of that dynamic. So uh, today's question, how can you love yourself more? <laughs> Here's why I found this question uncomfortable. Let me know if you feel the same way. I found this question uncomfortable because I'm still getting used to this idea of being lavish with care and love for me. I'm still, in some sense, acknowledging the priority that I seem to have in saying, no, I need to pull back and uh, appropriate. <laughs> I need to be measured in the way that I am showing attention to me because it's more culturally noteworthy to be selfless and focus on others and serve others and attend to their needs. That's how I've been wired and brought up in my community that I grew up in. To the exclusion of saying, what does that look like for me to do that, right? Uh, it's, it, it was more an idea of, screw me, like, let me look after all other people's needs because I don't want to be that selfish person that's always about, hey, how do I love myself? And it's, it just in some sense sounds really, uh, sounds like it doesn't really resonate. How can I love myself more? How can you love yourself more? Hmm, is that something we really want to encourage? And so that's some of the background to why I found this question sort of uncomfortable to answer. I was like, how do I move into this? How do I sort of approach and handle this? So for my part, I would say this one here is one of those questions that I want to uh, commit to and normalize in a different way. Um, whereas I feel somewhat conscientious and somewhat out of place and saying, how can I give myself more love? I want to think in a different way. And what helps my mind is if I can change the question a little bit. So um, how can I love myself more? How can you love yourself more? I think is a valid question. But for, if you're like me and you're struggling with the idea of that doesn't seem to resonate in the way that I I feel. The topic, uh, Mimo, hello, is how can you love yourself more? And I'm just talking about why I feel a little bit uncomfortable with the way it's worded because of the way I've been brought up and, and the kind of things I'm trying to calibrate for and moving forward. So um, how can I love myself more? Uh, I, I'm shifting it a little bit so that I can understand this question with a, with a bit more nuance. And 
I, I guess the way I'm shifting it is how can I be generous with care for myself? That's how I am trying to shift that. Joseph, hello. How are you? How can I be generous? How can I be lavish with the care that I'm giving to myself? And that seems to put it in a frame of reference where I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can sit a little bit more with that one as a way of easing into this very legitimate question that we're asking today. How can I love myself more? How can I care for myself uh, with more uh, attentiveness? How can I care for myself with more um, generosity. Let me tell you, one of my values, one of my core values personally is I love being able to express lavish care for those around me. I love being generous with my time. I love being available to uh, listen to others, to help them process some of the things that they're going through, to uh, you know, just work through some stuff along the way. I really value that. What does that look like in reference to myself? And why should I even focus on myself in the first place? One of the analogies that I use is as I was growing up, I was taught to be selfless because that's a, that's a good thing when you're able to give more to others because that shows that you're not by contrast selfish. Selfishness was very much, uh, vilified. It was it was like one of those things you don't want to be selfish. That's a bad thing. You don't want to be in the zone where you're like me, 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 me all the time, right? No, you want to be taught how to share and give and and extend yourself to others. In the absence of that, uh oh yeah, it, it's not the best scenario or dynamic. So what does it look like to be more selfless instead of selfish? brought me up into this frame of reference where I was always saying, uh, I'm going to diminish my own worth and my own needs. I'm going to take away all of that self-focus so that I can focus as much any energy as I can in serving those around me. That's what I was doing. That was a challenging thing to sign up for. I didn't realize it. I did really well through it, but I didn't realize how damaging that was for me. Damaging in the sense because I wasn't able to... Uh, give from a source that was well cared for. In essence, um, I was like, it was like I was driving my Uber vehicle. Now, if I don't look after my vehicle, I'm going to eventually run into the ground. That vehicle needs some maintenance and it needs some TLC. It needs some care along the way. It needs me to clean it. It needs me to, uh, uh, tune it to like all those things that enable it to have a longer life. Uh, if I neglect those, eventually that vehicle's, uh, depreciation is going to be, um, fast-tracked to the point that this vehicle is not going to serve me very well anymore. That's what I was doing with my body. If my body was a vehicle, I was saying, hey, screw like the maintenance on this vehicle. That's me. I'm going to keep on pushing this body, though, to serve, serve, serve selflessly at the expense of this. That was a way that I was not loving myself at all. In essence, I was driving my... um driving my uh, ability to give, 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 I was diminishing that because I wasn't really look, looking after the source. Another analogy is imagine a spring of water, a beautiful spring of water that's coming out of the ground. And it's giving this community beautiful, clean water. Like the spring is up on the mountain. And it's it's it has all this beautiful, uh, clean water that's coming down the stream to the village down below. And... Uh, the people, the townspeople down there love the clean water that this stream provides. But in order for the stream to do what it does, they need to pay a caretaker 
to make sure that the source of that spring continues to remain clean and uncontaminated. And so for years, this I, I, this is a story I actually heard, by the way. It, it, it was a really helpful analogy. So for many years, the townspeople used to provide um, a salary to this caretaker who no one ever saw, but he always lived in a solitary life up on the, the mountain there, looking after the spring and ensuring that the townspeople had a fresh supply of clean water that flowed down the stream to them. And then as the years went by, a new city council came on, and as they're looking at their expenses, they said, look at this expense here that we're sending to this man up on the mountain there to look after our water. But is he really doing anything? I mean, we don't see him doing any work. And so should we continue investing in his salary? And so they, they made the decision then and said, no, I, I, we don't think he's doing very much to help us. And so let's remove that salary from the budget and he can figure out something else. And so they took away that salary that they paid this this man that looked after the spring up in the mountain in his solitary life. And there weren't any perceptible changes for a few years, but over the years, the quality of the water that flowed down that stream eventually started to deteriorate to the point that eventually it just wasn't potable anymore. It wasn't the kind of water that they could use for their needs. It was it was it was just really poor quality water that they eventually just couldn't even drink. But that was because they weren't maintaining the source and the one who's looking after the source. We are that source. I am that source of water. If I'm not maintaining that source of where this beautiful clean water is coming out that other people are drinking from, eventually I deteriorate myself. And so this is where that question, how can I love myself more, comes into stark contrast. That expression of love, that expression of generosity and care for ourselves first and foremost is a critical one for us to acknowledge in this conversation of how can we best serve those around us. Before, now this is something I believe, but before I can be selfless effectively and give, give, giving the way I'm doing right now, I first of all need to strategically need to be selfish. I want to re, uh, reclaim this word and take away the stigma from it. And I, I want to, I want to keep on still using the word. I know some people have said, let's maybe change it to a different word. And I, I feel like I still want to take this word because it's a very visceral word, right? When we hear the word selfish, we're like, ooh, I don't want to be considered as one of those individuals that is selfish. No. But I wanted to reclaim this word and say, what does it look like for us to take this word back in a way that we can affirm it in a good way? How can I say, I want to be selfish first and foremost? I want to extend love to myself, care to myself, because in doing so, this enables me now to be of, of useful service to those around me. I can be selfless only after I've been selfish. I can help others only after I've helped myself. Does that make sense? It's like on the airline, for example, when you're sitting there and they're giving you that safety um, spiel. At the outset, one of the things uh, that you may be familiar with if you are um, in the air any amount of time is that they will say, before you put the oxygen mask on others in the event of an emergency, first of all, put your own mask on because you're not going to be of any service to anyone else selflessly if you're not selfish first. First, look after yourself before you look after others. Same thing if you're like in a fire. First of all, look after your needs before you're able to help others kind of thing, right? 
Um, Joseph says, I feel like being selfish is needed. If you go, go, go with everyone else, you can't ever reset, man. That's a really good point. Really helpful point. I, I, I don't disagree with you, Joseph. Yeah, that's a really helpful priority, I, I feel, in this whole context, right? So how can we reclaim and normalize this expression of selfishness in appropriate ways? There are inappropriate ways where we can say, how can I love myself more uh, in a way that isn't nuanced or helpful, right? How can I be all so me focused that I forget that I'm in the midst of community and I'm here also to serve others and encourage and support and, you know, help others in their own walk, whatever that looks like, right? So there needs to be balance. We can't go overboard on this one, I think. But what does that conversation look like when we're talking about how we can be selfless? How can we be selfless and and um, learn to um, give only after we have attended to ourselves, which is a really important part, really critical. So saying all that, how can you love yourself more? The last part accentuates this. How can you do this even more? Some of you might be saying, hey, I already do this well enough, and I was thinking that, and that's probably why I struggle with this question. I'm saying, hey, I don't think I need to love myself anymore because I think I'm in that space where I have a good balance, right? But here's the thing again. I love being overly generous with the resources that I have, whether it's my time, my, 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 my experience, my thoughts, my resources, like so many ways. I love expressing generosity. I like going over and above. I like over delivering, right? And you'll see that's what my whole pl- um, platform has grown on as I've shared my experiences as an Uber driver with you guys. It's just been driven by this sense of how can I give more than I was anticipated? How can I exceed expectations but there's that selflessness that's coming out that needs to be also nuanced and balanced with a corally how can i also be generous and lavish with care and love to myself how can i spoil myself how can i say binium you are so worthwhile experiencing this right now that's why i love the last word in this it's um it's uh, it, it just takes it to the next level and saying how can you uh Consider where you're at in the care, love you're showing yourself, and then say, how can you do more for yourself? Do more for yourself. Again, not overly where you are losing that balance, but where you're saying, hey, how can I splurge on me? How can I say, I'm worthwhile doing this for, right? So that's a really important point. So how can you love yourself more? Let me consider some of the ways that I'm showing love for myself. One of the key ways that I'm showing love for myself personally is, number one, I am in a season or a zone of life right now whereby I am, I am aware of, how can I say this? Um, the second pillar of this podcast is kindness. How can I learn to be kind to myself? That's one significant way that I'm showing love to myself. And I'm having to actively remind myself saying, Binyam, when those discouraging narratives or stories come in your mind where you're like wanting to put yourself down and diminish your worth and diminish your contributions. How can you scale back those voices and say, no, I'm actually going to apply patience here. I'm going to apply hope. I'm going to apply encouragement. I'm going to apply love. I'm going to apply affirmations and say, no, I'm worthwhile. How can I do this in a way that serves me? How can I do this even more for myself? How can I do that in such a way where I'm like, hey, you got this. So I want to make it instead of 
just a passive no i'm good enough i'm 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 going to be patient how can i say you are so worthwhile like you 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 deserve to be able to grow and change through all these challenging things that you're going through how can i apply that with even more gusto and intention in my own frame of reference so that I, i'm enthusiastic in that expression i think that's the next um open extension of how i can express more love to myself for one Secondly, it's an, uh, it has to do with the first pillar of this podcast, which you may know is awareness. In my growing awareness of me and how I'm wired and learning to, you know, get to know what I am uh, walking into the world with, as I consider that, how can I, how can I, um, uh, come to also love or express love and enthusiastic Wow, this is really cool. More so with myself. I've done this recently now, whereby as I am reflecting on the package that is me, one of the things I usually do is I'm also calibrating for the worst parts of me, the character defects, if you will, the challenges that I'm working through. As I'm aware of those things, I'm also uh, balancing that and saying, but there's so much good that I'm bringing to the table. There's so much fantasticness that I feel that I have to share. And so as I'm reflecting on it, I'm like, whoa, that is a, a pretty cool thing. So in the grand scheme of things, as I share myself selflessly, it's only coming about because I'm reflecting on how much I am loving what I bring to the table. There's so many things that I love about myself. And so how can I love myself more is by reflecting on these beautiful gifts, abilities, skill sets that I have that, in my estimation, set me apart from others in a way that I'm like, I got so much to bring to the table. My enthusiastic nature, my um, persistence to go through like a lot of crappy stuff, my optimism for seeing the world like last night uh, my friends and i were doing a podcast the friendship uh the friendology podcast i'm going to post that after our time here today it was a great conversation it's going to keep on going but we had we had a follow-up conversation my friends and i a group of guy friends that i do this podcast with and it was a really rich conversation but my, my one friend was asking me binium and he painted this really worst case scenario and the basic premise of his question was is it possible for a person who does not contribute and who does not invest in community and give back to society that can you ever see such a person as a write-off? Let's say this person is like the worst of the worst and you're like, oh, they've got nothing to bring to the table. Maybe they're an individual in prison who's done something terrible and atrocious. Is there, he said, Binium, a point in which you could ever see a human being be a human being being worthless, like they've just diminished the worth in such a, a, a to such a place that they have nothing more to offer. And I was like, I could never see that for any human being, no matter how bad they got. Even Hitler himself, I would say, despite all of his atrocities, I definitely want to say they need to face the consequences for their actions and the consequences that play out by way of you know taking away their liberties or whatever else and they need to face justice for sure but i'm always striving for and saying i want to see hope for every single person i love that part about me how can i love myself more i i'm enthusiastic about the way that my mind works in such a way to say here's how i see my 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 world and i understand my part in it amidst others. I would love to hop on a call with you and talk human psychology. We would have a great talk, I feel. Joseph, wouldn't that be fantastic? I would, I, I would be, I would love that as well. I, I would say hell yes to that 
if anything, just because I would love to get to know you as a person and you also vice versa. So that, that component of, uh, of saying not only the psychology talk as a, a theme, but even more so to say how in the midst of talking about these juicy things, can we also talk on a practical side saying, theoretically, this is how it looks like, but how does it look like practically? How have you made sense of that in your life and how are you sort of processing life? I would be a hell yes to that too. Ooh, we are running out of time. But friends, um, as I just finish off this uh, podcast, this 87th, 87th podcast, man, oh man, I am so... I'm so proud about that. Um, I will, uh, Joseph, actually send me a message if you would, okay? And we'll talk. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I was saying even my ability to think the way I uh, I can think at deep levels, like I rarely ever have light conversations. <laughs> my friends know like almost every engagement we have, we're just exploring some deep topics right and they're not boring they're like really juicy and it's like i thrive on this life that is so amazing and compelling because i get to plummet these depths of our existence and what it means and i I get to have access to these angles that people never had an awareness of before and i get to speak into them and say here's how i'm seeing it how how are you seeing it and my goodness i think it's a rich life so I love myself because of the way I've evolved and made space in this season of life to say, hey, I'm still a work in progress, but damn, I really love where I've come through. Damn, I love how I am at this present moment. And I I have this optimistic forecast for the future because I've got a few things in line, in order, based on difficult experiences, yes, that I had to walk through, but I love where I'm at and I love what I'm giving forth. And it's just my way of saying, I am so in love with this package that is me right now and how I am giving myself away. Love yourself more. You are worthwhile loving. For some of you, you may be like, I don't even know where to start. May I suggest who are those um, individuals in your community that you can reach out to and say, I'm going to need an assist on this one here. Can you help me see my worth? Can you help me to start to see myself as lovable? Because I don't see anything worthwhile here. If you're having trouble with that, I would love to hear from you, dear friend. Send me a message along the way. I'd love to connect with you, encourage you, and walk alongside you. Friends, thanks for being part of this 87th episode. Have a fantastic Tuesday. I will see you for our 88th tomorrow. Bye for now.